Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew for the month of May. We're very excited to chat with you guys about homebrew. That's sort of what we do here. We're going to talk to uh, a Brian, another Brian, a third Brian. We are going to have a convergence of Brian's, and I'm still not really okay with it, um, but that'll be fun to, to communicate with hey, everybody. Maybe the, uh, maybe the three of us could brew a beer together. We could call it <laughs> Evil Brian 3. That's right. Uh, please do. Um <laughs> Brian yes, is. We can call it the the Council of Brian's. That's right. Yes. Will the Council of Brian's please approach the JP? Uh, the life Bri- of Brian. That's right. We're gonna have a Merton mm. from a uh, uh, from a Brian, and then uh, Brandon's gonna call in, and he has a uh, barrel aged barley wine, which is sort of like a rare thing these days. Which is cool. If this was four years ago, we'd be getting these all over the place. But if there's a, ever a good summer beer. It's a barrel aged <laughs> wood aged yeah. barley wine for sure. Mm. Uh, but before we get to all that, I want to thank Five Star Chemicals. Five Star Chemicals has been with us from the beginning. They are a big supporter of the show. They're a big supporter of the Brewing Network. And uh, we wouldn't be doing the show without them, so I really, really appreciate it. This is normally where I would say, hey, Homebrew Con is coming up, everybody. So why don't you go <laughs> and support the Homebrew Con uh, whole thing? Five Star going to have a booth there. But unfortunately, it's all virtual right now. Uh, it's a weird time. So all of these uh, you know, little companies like Five Star Chemicals uh, need your help, need your support now more than ever because it's, uh, you know, it's a lot harder to get out in front of people these days. So yeah. uh, whenever you're buying your chemicals, your star sand, your PBW, your cleaning, your sanitizing, all that kind of stuff, go to Five Star Chemicals, please. They support the show. None of the other chemical companies support us. So if you're if you're a fan of judging homebrew, if you're a fan of the Bring Network, if you're a fan of the show, reach out to Five Star. Tell them, let them know, please. It's it's very very important because uh, without their support, uh, you know, I I, I don't know, uh, you know, the show might go off in a weird direction. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, well, we we love their products, and ever since I switched to Star Star San and PBW for my my cleaning and sanitizing, I've never wanted to go back. Like the guy at the right. You know, the guy at the homebrew shop uh, had, had you know, iodophore only uh, with his kits that he's tell you. And, yeah. and he called it iodopolar for some reason. Idoffer. Yeah. Idoppler. Yeah. He didn't know I, how to pronounce it. I, Every I, time I say iodophore, you got some iodophore? Yeah, I got some idoppler. Idoppler. He wasn't the bright, sharpest tool in the shed. But <laughs> I might just be uh, a simple country homebrewer, but in these parts, we call it idoppler. <laughs> like Doppler weather radar. That's right. Um, and then if you yeah. uh, if you hear Brian Shar sounds different, Brian Shar's power literally just went out four minutes ago, <laughs> and so he had to call in on yeah, his telephone, I mean, on his tephalome. Like, <laughs> this is just the cursed episode of the cursed episodes because <laughs> last week we were going to do these episodes and we had technical difficulties, and we yeah. got all set up. You know, half an hour before the show, everything was great. And then literally, you know, a minute, less than a minute before we're going to start, bam, power was out. Done. And, you know, longtime listeners may rec- may remember that the Brewing Network Studios used to be in beautiful Martinez, California. And I'm now living in beautiful Martinez, California, a uh, little up the hill from the studios. And it's very beautiful. It's a nice day, but it is, you know, about 98 degrees. 
Uh, and I think everyone's air conditioners going at once managed to blow out uh, our our power lines or something. A hundred percent, absolutely, dude. Uh, but that's all right. We got you. We got you on the phone. This whole it's a whole different category, a whole different animal. And uh, who knows how long we'll be having to do these kinds of shows? You know, remote shows <laughs> with the Zoom technology. Um, I would like to maybe start broadcasting these on Facebook Live. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, we did one with uh, on the session recently with, with Justin uh, and Jamil, and yeah. uh, we had uh, Oleg Shapiro and myself on uh, after Gary Glass, of course, talking about Homebrew Con. But uh, the session it was a really really cool episode of the session. It was all streamed live. We got a ton of you know people watching us live, and you know you just text friends, hey, go on live and watch us. And uh, I have an announcement to make. I am the uh, the West uh, regional rep for the BJCP now. Whoa! As of yes- yesterday. Congratulations, so, uh, young man. Nice yeah. work. Uh, thank you. To, you know, Brian Shar was one of the guys that endorsed me for the uh, position there, and I thank him for that. Also, a lot of the past uh, the BJCP reps, but I, I do work. My opponent Oleg, he's he's also <laughs> a very good assistant rep right now, and uh, he's going to stay on as assistant rep. So oh, cool. I want to thank him for running a good race against me. We got we increased uh, the vote I think a little bit over some of the other regions. There were four regions that voted, and I we got the second best turnout, but it was still lower than I would have liked. We got we got to do some work there, but uh, yeah, Oleg and I will be working together to do do some good things for the judge program. Well, that's sort of what happens nationally, anyways. No, people don't really like to vote <laughs> as much yeah. as, as no, much as we sure. tout yeah. that and, is a benefit of living in this country. Uh, other yeah. assistant reps in Hawaii and. Uh, and southern and, and uh, LA area. We, we also have added Nevada to our region, so we're excited about that. And we're going to be adding some assistant reps there. Wonderful, um, man. Well, good so. job. Hopefully, you can get some BJCP points for doing this show. <laughs> I, I haven't approached him about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I did mention it in my my little write up about myself. I, I said, yeah, some people find this show to be amusing. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you know. it happens. Yep. Now that you're a BJCP rep there, Brian, I think that you can probably uh, put something forward that you and I should move up like at least one grandmaster rank just for doing the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Without this, grading this should be like, more exams. This could be our BJCP service requirement right here. And 100%. Yeah. You know what? And we, anything to come after Gordon Strong. Mm-hmm. That's really that's really what I think this whole show should be about. It, we should change it from Dr. Humber to coming after Gordon. <laughs> because that's that's feasible because he's like a grandmaster 42 or something right. uh and i'm not yeah. sure it's possible for a human being to be as grand a grandmaster as gordon strong <clears throat> yeah, yeah it, that, it, guy, that guy works his tail off he's busier now than ever so <laughs> especially yeah he really does on. yeah it is a fitting title um all right I mean, well I kid, I kid because i love but that man does i mean he's constantly doing everything for the bjcp so uh I think if anyone deserves to be a high-ranking guy, it's Gordon. Well, and you know what? And I think he's taller than me, which I'm six foot five. <laughs> and uh, Gordon Strong is is uh, not a skinny man, and he's not a short man, uh, and uh, he's very imposing. But man, you talk to him for four seconds, and you're in love, like you want to marry him. Right. That's At the way I feel. Oh, sh- you're like, oh shit, it's Darth Vader. He's looming over you, and then you're like, oh wait, no, this guy's a big teddy bear. We, lo- yeah, yeah. We love Gordon. but he has eyebrows, unlike Darth Vader. But he's he's real smart too. So yeah, 100%. we're gonna hopefully work well together. And you know, we've we've all got some ideas. There's some new reps, new assistant um, 
reps that'll be coming in. And so, yeah. Um, Very cool. They've, they've expanded the regions to 10 now. So it's a really exciting time. Worldwide growth is huge and uh, we're excited. So great. Well, hey, we should- who, who who are we chatting with, though? We're going to be talking to Brian here in just a second. Um, but what we should do in, in a later episode is potentially maybe talk about changes coming to the BGCP. I think that'd be interesting. We can invite some comment and yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, let's take a quick break, everybody. When we come right back, we're going to be speaking with Brian Mills with his Mertzen. I'm very excited for this because uh, Mertzen is a very, very excellent style. And uh, used to see it a lot commercially, and now you don't really so much anymore. Unless mm-hmm. it's hazy and juicy. But and I, Brian and I judged I ours. You still have one. You still have one. I'm gonna get taste. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, hang on, real fast. This is Doctor Homebrew. We'll be right back. Doctor Homebrew, please report to the ER for code blue. Doctor Homebrew to the ER, please. No, and your tea time has been moved to two thirty. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. We have Brian on the phone, and I just poured his Meriton in front of me. Uh, but before we get to all that fun stuff, I want to remind you guys that thick is the way to go. Yes, that's right. Our friends at Duke Cannon have a new thick, high viscosity body wash. You can grab, uh, you can grab them all for thirty bucks, or all four of them, or nine bucks a piece. There's uh, scents that have a modern, clean citrus, a citrus profile, a refreshing ocean scent, um, cedar, wood, and amber. That's called Old Glory. Or Productivity, which is an invigorating and uplifting combination of peppermint, pine, and eucalyptus, which is what I have. And that's what I wash with, and I love it, and it's good stuff. So go over to DukeCannon.com and use promo code BREWING, and you save 15% off your entire order. Because let me tell you, if you're anything like me, and I apologize if you are, your therapy bills must be through the roof, but you aren't mm. showering nearly enough, and you stink. So <coughs> smell good with Duke Cannon. Uh, save 15% off smelling good as well with promo code BREWING. Hit them up, DukeCannon.com. Right. Promo code brewing. Cool. Yeah. You know, I bet you brewers. smell a lot better with I bet you smell a lot better with Duke Cannon than you would with like a Duke Nukem soap. Yeah, Duke Nukem soap. For would old be, school gamers who like Duke Nukem. Smell like guts, man. But uh this is uh fifteen percent mm. off and free shipping with orders over thirty five. All right, yeah. Brian, let's get to your Meriton, man. Um thanks for sending it in, first of all. I really appreciate that. And, yeah, no and, problem. And He's a previous entrant from episode 111. We, he sent us an Irish red a, a, nice. a long time ago. But cool. Keith Kyle Kevin was still with us. That's right. Mm. That bastard. That dirty yeah. bastard. Mm. Uh, Brian, is this your first attempt at a Meriton? Uh I've done this one a couple times now, but you know, it, I, I think it still needs a little bit of work. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> it needs? What's that? What do you think it needs? What do you? Why do you think it needs a little bit of work? What What are you unhappy with? Um, I I, I don't quite like the finish on it. I, okay, I, I'm I'm fairly happy with it overall, but the I think the finish is kind of lacking something. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Right on. Um. All right. Well, Brian Cooper, why don't you go ahead and uh... okay, and you can taste it for me and tell me if I'm off my rocker. Uh, I I was judging these. Uh, I judged uh, two of Brian's beers as we were trying to set up for the show that failed, and we just didn't do. 
So I thank thank you for coming back again this week and and uh, being available on short notice to make this work. Uh, but uh, JP has the beer. From I what I noted uh, during that uh, that setup there, uh, it had a pleasant toasty malt aroma up front, uh, low spicy herbal hop with a clean lager fermentation profile, uh, no obvious alcohol or esters, and I didn't get any DMS or, or buttery diacetyl. Had a light kind of bread crusty uh, note in the, in the malt there too, kind of in the neighborhood where that, that should be. Uh, uh, in, the, in the appearance, it was an amber-colored beer with uh, an orangey hue to it. Had good clarity, but not quite brilliant. Uh, a, a low off-white head of mostly finer bubbles that persisted for just a short while. It kind of dropped off, but it wasn't, you know, it was there for a bit. Um, it should stick around a little bit better than that. Uh, Flavor-wise, it had a clean and malt-balanced uh, uh, presentation with notes of some toast and a little bit of kind of light biscuit. It wasn't really Englishy tasting or anything, but it was a, just a, a little, little twist on the malt there. Um, pretty, you know, pretty well cared for uh, lager ferment was apparent. No big esters uh, or, or acid aldehyde or any diacetyl. So, you know, we got kept the bad stuff out of the way. I got that, uh, you must have lagered it nicely. Um, it, it finishes, I would say semi-dry to almost you know, leaning towards uh, semi-sweet. Uh, it just had a hint of sweetness. And uh, uh, a little faint alcohol was noted in the in the flavor too. And the malt uh, lingers into the aftertaste. Yeah, maybe a little longer than it would, uh, you know, if it, if it had a drier finish because it just kind of hangs on a little bit. With those Meritsons and, and Viennas, you just want them to and dry off the tongue and go down. So it was kind of the finish there where I think I, I noted that like, this is a really, it's a nicely crafted beer. Uh, it has a little yeah, issue in the finish there. L the bitterness was low and out of the way. It had a nice little spicy hop there too. I got a hint of something like kind of an orange pith kind of a thing, like an interesting fruit fruitiness in there, but it didn't seem to be like a, a, a fermentation derived ester. I think it was probably from the malt. Uh, Mouthfeel wise, medium bodied with a medium low carbonation. You should probably pump that up a bit. Um, not very creamy as was hoped for the style. Um, had a f just a faint, tiny little bit of warmth there. It wasn't like a big, big, big Meritzen. It didn't seem like Imperial Meritzen or something, but uh, mm. got a little alcohol, no astringency. Uh, but yeah, just not, not as quenching as some. And I think it's, you know, that, that mouthfeel part. Um, overall impression, uh, a very pleasant drinking Meritzen could benefit from a bit more uh, CO2 and slightly higher attenuation to dry out the finish. Uh, you know, uh, dry it out a little bit more and, and uh, you know, not lose those nice toasty flavors that are there. It let You got to let them shine through on the finish as it dries out the tongue. And just so well-crafted uh, uh, brew is some really, seems like you use good ingredients, fresh ingredients and, and did your lagering nicely. So, you know, overall, I landed a kind of middle of very good here. I gave it a 35. It's, 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 it's there. It just, it's mostly kind of the balance because to me, that dryness is a part of the key of the, the style that if, if you fix that, this would probably got creeping up towards 40 or more, honestly, because it's, it's really well crafted otherwise. Yeah, I get that. I see what you're saying. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the carbonation is a little low and I don't want to step on Brian Shar's, um, you know, analysis. But uh, yeah, definitely. There's a, there's an extra sweetness in there. But I do also get that sort of 
orange flavoring. Yeah. And uh, it'd be interested to talk to, to uh, Brian Mills about maybe, this afterwards. Maybe there's a – Get that recipe. Yeah, a malt – something that we could dial in the malt yeah. a little bit. We'll see what he, what he did. For sure. All okay. right, Coop, All right, uh, Char, excuse me, not Cooper. You're up. Brian, too. Uh, yeah, so for, first off, Brian, welcome to the Council of Brian's here. Uh, so thanks thanks for joining us. Uh, and I, are you a Y Brian or an I Brian? An I Brian, of course. Oh, thank the God. Right yeah, yes. The, the, <laughs> well, exactly. There's there's no no other really other real way to do it. Uh, and are you in a homebrew club? I am uh, Lebanon area fermenters in Pennsylvania. <laughs> that la- Lebanon laugh. area fermenters, you'd be laugh. Laugh, yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's. That's that's a kind of a beer pun. It's different than usual, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, the ironies uh, are very serious. So, yes. So I, I kind of, uh, I, listening to Brian, I think I kind of echo largely what Brian said, but maybe from a slightly different direction. Uh, I, I like this. Uh, and by the way, uh, uh, Jason, I have, uh, I'm trying to rejoin the Zoom. We'll do this part of the show just on the, the phone here. Uh the uh, aroma Thanks, got Brian. kind of a medium high uh, bready slash crusty aroma, which was really nice. Uh, kind of one of the key things you want from a uh, uh, a Meritson. Uh As per style, got no hop aroma. Uh, got sort of a low to medium caramel. Uh, although it can be hard to distinguish between like the bread crust and the caramel. Having said that, I was getting uh, more uh, really more caramel from from uh, my side. Um, it was very clean overall, no off aromas, uh, got some very light sulfur from lager yeast. So eight out of 12 for aroma, uh, appearance three out of three, it's crystal clear. Good job on that. Uh, the head is small, but persistent, uh, colors, orange, copper, uh, all really, uh, right down the, the middle of what you want for this style, uh, flavor, uh, initial malt flavor is kind of a medium to high crusty bready, uh, character but also get uh, sort of a substantial caramel uh, component in there also. Uh, medium hot bitterness uh, balances out in mid-palate. Uh, I think it's pretty well attenuated. Uh, finish is long and balanced. Uh, uh, no off flavors, uh, kind of a dry finish. Give that 13 out of 20. Uh, mouthfeel 5 out of 5, no warming. Uh, medium body and carbonation. Uh, creamy rather than astringent, no warming. Uh, overall, I gave this uh, eight out of ten for a total of of thirty seven, and you know I really like this beer a lot. Uh, I think that the attenuation is high, and it doesn't leave the cloying finish that uh, really is kind of my. Uh, uh, Mertzen is not one of my favorite styles because for whatever reason, a lot of them tend to be kind of cloying in the finish, either because of incomplete attenuation or because of malt bill issues or something, they tend to come out a bit heavy and a bit, uh, uh, not necessarily under attenuated sweet, but more like a high perceived sweetness from ingredients or or process or something. Uh, So I really liked that. Um, The only thing that keeps me from scoring it higher is that the guidelines are pretty clear that there shouldn't be uh, caramel flavor or, or aroma. Uh, and I was definitely getting uh, caramel in uh, in both of those. Um, I'll, I'll be curious to hear about your recipe and your process. Uh, if you're using uh, a caramel malt or something, recommend not doing that. 
but then otherwise, I'd be curious to hear a little more about your process, uh, uh, and maybe we can give you a little little bit better advice than that. JP, are you getting yeah. any caramel in the beer? Um, I, I think sort of, but I would I would guess that the low carbonation sort of makes it that orangey candy aspect of it rather than yeah caramel malt right you know what i mean so it um, kind of dulls the dulls the malt overall so it comes across a little more flat and kind of it honestly smells sort of like an old-fashioned or a manhattan no old-fashioned <laughs> yeah with the whatever the orange it's like it's it's like Interesting. O- orange bitters it's very weird uh brian mills uh council of brian's number three uh go over your recipe mm. if you wouldn't mind please Sure. I, I, I think I might know where some of that's coming from. So I'll, I'll go through it here. Uh, I'll do it as, as percentages just so it's easier depending on what size batches people are doing. So there's there's 34% German pills, uh, about 32% Vienna, 8.5% each of uh, dark Munich and light Munich, hmm. and 17% melanoidin. I'm going to guess maybe that's where some of that character you guys are getting is coming from. I bet it's that dark Munich that's in the Melanoid, really hu- right? Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was saying I, 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 I would bet it's that combo of the Melanoidin and the dark Munich, right? I mean, that's a lot yeah. of... Yeah. That's a lot of Melanoidin malt. Yep. Yeah, the, the dark Munich has a, a, a different flavor. It's not it's not usually super caramelly, but sometimes you, you can get a little more fruitiness out of it and a little richer malt presentation, of course, because it's just been, yeah, uh, uh, roasted a little harder there. So, yeah. So, and then as far as, hops, as far as hops go, uh, there's about 13 IBUs of Magnum at 60 minutes and about 10 of Hallertau Middlefrew at 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think hops were nice. I wouldn't really change them. I think they were in a decent place. Yeah, I the mash I ran a little high. I've been around one fifty seven, mm-hmm. um, and I think part of that is is causing it to finish a little higher than expected as the final gravity. Uh, yeah, it starts out at ten sixty. Yeah, the, the recipe calculator estimates it to finish at 1013 but it's been the couple times i've done it finished at 1020 hmm. so yeah i you know brian cooper i know you said that you know that it may need to be a little bit drier and i think i i agree with that yeah yeah i would mash a little lower for sure i think you want to go to the low low 150s at least um as far as as water goes um yeah i blend water so I, I do have ro here i have fairly hard water so typically what i do is is start off with about you know 75 or 80 percent of ro water with my water blended into it and then you know salts as needed yeah i, I think the water was was okay uh but fermentation that... is uh the, the 3470 yeast uh that's that's my favorite for loggers I typically do them at about 49 degrees, and when they're somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 80% done, you know, I start to ramp them up a little bit uh, day by day uh, just to kind of finish out that fermentation. Mm-hmm. Not Very bad. Good. I mean, the lagering was, was nicely done. It's just, uh, yeah, I think 
I think it's more, you know, not necessarily the yeast and maybe leaning towards the, the mash temp that, that is causing this beer to do that. What, what makes you, you like, you like them a little sweeter, your beers or, uh, um, I, I knew I wanted it malty, but I think I went a little too far on the malty side. <laughs> yeah. That, that well, I, I don't even know malt. you went too far on the malty side. I think you went too far on the melanoidin malt side. Yeah, that, that that's too. That's a really high percentage for any, any specialty malt, but especially melanoidin, which is, you know, that's a highly flavored, uh, you know, I, 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 I would maybe drop that back uh, to maybe – 10%, 5%, 8%, somewhere, no more than 10% next time and see what happens. I agree okay. with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think I'm, I'll drop that back yeah, and, and see what happens after that. You know what, Brian, I yeah. say, I say fuck it and do a hundred percent. That's, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. That's the, the JP uh, advice corner coming through right now. That's actually, I'm, I'm just going to skip all the melanoidin and triple decoction. That's right. That's right. <laughs> With dark uh, Munich, uh, that's what you do. Uh, Triple decock uh, dark Munich, and then um, <laughs> that's it. That's the uh, anyway. Uh, do you have any questions for them, Brian? I mean, you guys already kind of kind of chatted back and forth, but anything uh, that you want to address in this? No, I I think they picked up on some of the things that I thought were were you know things that needed to be fixed on it. So yeah. I, I'm glad that, that I was at least in the right ballpark and you know trying to make some of those adjustments. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. You, uh, you know, you can at least try us. Nobody likes working with molten lava, but you can at least try a single decoction and see if it makes a difference in the beer without, I mean, the melanoidin malt is a nice cheat, It's but it's a cheat. <laughs> it is know. a cheat. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so I also don't want to stand around that long, and that's why it's a single infusion <laughs> mash. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hear you. Yeah, but I yeah. can't stop thinking about Jason talking about the uh, doing a deco triple decoction with melanoidin malt, and I kind of feel like you ought to do that. <laughs> I, I, I will send that one into you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. I want to hear all about that. I want to taste that totally blind, and then we'll see if I can pick out that you uh, triple decocted a melanoidin <laughs> on my twenty-eight hour brew day. I think it would just cancel <laughs> each other out. Then I would imagine, right? It would just be you're making water at that point if you're. <laughs> You're decocting <laughs> melanoid malt anyway. Um, all right, Brian. Hey, we'll let you go. Brian Mills. Let me just uh, clarify because I don't want I don't Thank want you. Brian Sharp to hang up on us. Yeah. Um, mm. We'll let you go, man. If that's it. That's it. Okay. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, brother. We'll, we'll brew a beer with him Thank someday you. called Brian Cubed or something. That's right. You should do a, a <laughs> remote a collab. Idea. Yeah. And put it in one of those no chill cubes. <laughs> well, uh, and, and best of luck with your beer. You were telling us about you won that competition. That that'll be fun for you to brew when you get when things get back to normal. <laughs> Normalish, yeah. Thanks a lot. That's Ish. right. All right, Brian. Thanks, man. Cheers. See ya. Cool. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, everybody. We're gonna come back. We're gonna speak with Brandon, who has a, a whiskey barrel aged barley wine, and I'm very excited to try this. So, hang on just for a second. It's Doctor Homebrew, and we'll be right back. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. 
One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about home brewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. Ma'am, I'll need to take your top off for this examination. Oh, doctor. All right, thanks a lot, everybody, for sticking with us. I appreciate it. Joining us now is Brandon with his whiskey barrel-aged barley wine. Brandon, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Yeah, you doing all right? Yeah, doing great. There you go, man. Handling the uh, quarantine thing, lockdown or whatever, brewing some beers and shipping them all over the country, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whatever, man. I don't know. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about uh, the history behind this beer. Have you have you made a barley wine before? And if you have, have you put it in a whiskey barrel before or done any sort of like wood aging with it? Uh, I believe this is my first uh, barrel aged barley wine, but I have brewed a couple barley wines prior to this. Okay. Is it a good style for you? Do you like it, or is it sort of a chore? Uh, no, I love barley wine. I, I really I really do enjoy brewing them. Yeah. Well, you have the beard for it. I feel like, you know, <laughs> you've got to, uh, I don't know, there's like a certain uh, certain person who likes barley. There you go, Brian. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I was getting the barley wine. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, let me think about that. It'll be fine. Um, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's jump into this beer. Literally, I have a whole vat of it. And I'm going to take a bath in it while Brian Shar starts us off with the judging. Shar, go ahead, please. So, Brandon, I have to ask: Are you in a homebrew club? I am uh, Nibs Homebrew Club, which is uh, Northwest Indiana uh, um, Brewer Society. Very cool. Have you guys ever made a beer with uh, cacao nibs? Um, have I had a beer with cacao nibs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I didn't see that. Because of your club name and stuff, you know, the right. nibs. I was just thinking that maybe it wow. would be funny if you were called the nibs, but you never brewed with nibs. And uh, Brian Shar landed like, one. Hell yeah. That's like... Uh, <laughs> I would call that a Dr. Evil joke. Like, you know? Um. Uh, uh, who, nobody ever said I wasn't Dr. Evil, although I probably have a little too much hair for that. I, I don't know. 
yeah, I, I really liked this beer a lot. Uh, and it's not always a style that's my favorite, but I, I think this was, was really a, a ni nicely brewed beer. Uh, initial aroma was whiskey, but not overpowering whiskey. And that's often the problem with these beers is you pour them and it's like, whoa, it's, there's a lot of whiskey. And I wanted some beer with my, my whiskey. Uh, this, this was not overpowering. Uh, I got some good oxidized malt, kind of a medium level. I think you understand that you, you've been drinking this beer. I mean, you know what uh, a good barley wine is like when it's been aged. There's sort of an oxidized character that's not papery or bad, but it's that very desirable type of, uh, of, of flavor and aroma. Uh, that you expect from an older barley wine. And this definitely had that, uh, like a fine medium. sherry kind of a, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sherry is probably the closest to what I would, would characterize that as, you know, much, much more so than, than cardboard, uh, very low hints of, uh, wood or oak. And I was thinking I might've been imagining it. Uh, but nevertheless, I get a little bit of oak, uh, oak aroma out of that. I'm going to go with that was real and not in my head. So uh, 9 out of 12. Uh, appearance, 3 out of 3. It's a dark brown. Uh, low haze is okay for style. Uh, the head is low and persistent. Uh, again, you, low, you kind of expect low head because of the high alcohol. So that was uh, perfectly fine. Uh, flavor. Initially, rich oxidized malt, uh, just like you'd experience at any good uh, aged barley wine. Uh, the whiskey flavor comes up in uh, mid-palate, kind of to a low-medium level, which I thought, again, was really nice that it wasn't overpowering. It was a nice complement to the beer, which is what you want. I mean, you want that level of balance, that it's not overwhelming. Uh the finish was pretty long, and it was, to me, kind of balanced more between whiskey and malt. Uh, you know, hop flavor really, there's not really much hop flavor. There's some hop uh, bitterness to balance, but really I think the balance here is more of the whiskey and the malt to me. Uh, very well attenuated. Excellent job. Uh, I'll be curious later on when you tell us about your OG and your fermentation. It can, these are monsters that are often, you know, 1.1. Uh, or higher OG and getting things, these things down to anything that's not cloying can be a real, real feat. So well done on that. Uh, the wood finally comes out to me in the flavor at a low level in the finish, which is real nice because you have that malt and you have that whiskey and then you're toward the end. And to me, that's when the oak, oak really shines. So I gave that 16 out of 20 for flavor. Uh, Mouthfeel, uh, definite warming. Uh, certainly would hope so. Uh, low carbonation, creamy, not astringent, medium body, five out of five. Uh, overall impression, eight out of 10 for a total of 41, uh, which puts you definitely in the excellent category. Uh, I really like this beer. The only thing I might try to do a little differently is to have a little more barrel character. Uh, and my fear is giving it more barrel character is going to give it more whiskey character, which is then going to you're going to go up the slope of a uh, curve of, of, of higher score on the barrel, but maybe down in terms of having too much whiskey. So maybe if you had a little more time on, uh, again, I'll be curious about your, about your process and how you did this uh, in your process. If you could you know, insert more wood, uh, <laughs> excuse me, insert more wood, uh, but not more whiskey. 
uh, that would, would be a, a good idea. Uh, the whiskey, like, is it a perfect level? <coughs> Excuse me. The whiskey is at a perfect level to me. It's noticeable. It's not a punch in the face. Something that I think very few people that do this type of beer manage to succeed at, even at a professional level, it's usually way too much or way too little. So, so very well done. Thank you. Excellent. All right, Cooper. Okay. Let's go. I, I had to go get the bottle uh, out of my fridge and I apologize for leaving you briefly, but, uh, don't worry. I about didn't it. travel with my headphones. I left them sitting here, so I didn't have to listen to to JP. Yeah, mm. don't worry about it. Um, well, then you didn't give us the classic comedy of going to the bathroom with your microphone. <laughs> Austin Powers P. Yeah, exactly. Those, are, like, those are the things we don't necessarily need to clue the audience yeah. in on. Mm. Yeah. So, well, at least I wouldn't bring my iPad with me if I went and did that. So, mm, uh, anyway, uh, opened the bottle, had a nice hiss. The fill level was good. Um, richly malty with smooth alcohol and uh, some nice dark fruit undertones in the nose. A little little bit of toffee and caramel. Uh, the booze comes through uh, smooth and medium low in balance with the malts. Uh, there's a low resiny hop with light citrusy character. The beer seems well-aged. Uh, there's some pleasant vanillins in here. Um, it smells smells great. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's a rich, um, kind of medium brown color with a moderate haze to it. It's not perfectly clear. Um, a low tan-colored head persists just for a little while and fades to a kind of a chunky, thick collar of fine bubbles around the edge of the glass. Uh, and, you know, they can fade on these high alcohol beers. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it, it should, my sample warmed up and it should eventually clear up if it's just a chill haze. But, uh, you know, maybe the in a barley wine anyway, maybe in a wood aged barley wine, you could have some, uh, you know, some different uh, tannins, wood tannins coming in and combining with uh, with different elements in there. But uh, to uh, to make that permanent haze a little more uh persistent hmm. but it's it's not like super hazy you can still see through it um and the flavor it's richly malty with raisin plum notes you know a low sherry uh but which it's not poking out very strongly but it's it's kind of hidden behind all else there but everything's kind of starting to meld and it leads me to think it's a it's not the youngest beer it's 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 probably been around for a year or so or longer i don't know but uh, you don't get these in the young barley wines. And yeah, I'm sure it had to sit in the barrel for a while to extract the, you know, the wood that's there. The wood is at a nice kind of medium low level alongside the whiskey. And I agree the whiskey level is a, is a great um, you know, level for the beer. It's not overpowering uh, the base style and it's not, it's not too hidden. It's, it's right where, where you want it to be. Uh, a nice smooth alcohol in there, kind of medium high level, but it's not biting or attacking uh, at all. The bitterness is medium low, um, and uh, yeah, the you know it seems very cleanly fermented and nicely aged. Definitely balanced to the malt and the booze. Um, the finish is kind of it's semi. I mean, it has the impression of sweetness because of all the malt there and the even maybe the booze a little bit that gives you a little hint of some sweetness, but it's, it's kind of semi dry uh, to, to semi sweet in that kind of territory. 
which is good for this beer. You don't want it to be too dry or, or you don't have any sweetness to kind of make those malts shine and make it the, the mouthfeel just linger forever. So, um, yeah, um, it's a full bodied in the mouthfeel. It's a viscous beer, um, with a luscious and slightly chewy texture, uh, medium, low carbon dioxide, a hint of ast- uh, astringency, probably from the wood, but it's really not too distracting. It's just kind of a part of the, the style and, um, getting a solid alcohol warmth. The, the beer is, uh, yeah, I mean, the mouth feels it's barley wine. It's thick and chewy and, and, and it's, there's a lot to it there. It's substantial. You want to sip this one. I, I it's not, not the best summer beer, but I'm actually enjoying it anyway. Uh, so yeah, it's a, I would say overall, it's a well-crafted, eminently smooth barley wine, um, aged nicely with the wood and the whiskey in, in, in nice harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, work on the clarity. I would say the color is toward that. If, if this were a barley wine, just being entered as a barley wine, Sure, it'd be a little too dark with that kind of medium brown color, but it's, uh, you know, due to the effects of, of aging with the, uh, the wood, uh, it, it, can, it can darken as, as you're aging these. So a good judge will say, okay, yeah, this is darker than a barley wine should be, but um, it, it fits. It's okay to get towards that darker color. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're saying that we're good judges, Brian. <laughs> yes i'm patting myself on the back right now uh you know nicely done i, I I'm, I'm unlike brian I, i'm getting some nice wood right now I, I, I the, the wood is at a good level you know good for uh, you man the wood is really hanging in there it's not i wouldn't say it's the wood is strong great uh, but uh one 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 request i would i would put is uh can you declare the style of barley wine because i was just going okay well it's a barley wine and we're in america so i'll judge it as an american barley wine but when you're entering a competition it, it might be nice to declare the is it an english barley wine american barley wine what specifically this just says uh whiskey barrel aged barley wine but that's okay right. we forgive you it's good beer <laughs> i gave Perfect. it a 41 41 all right awesome. Right. I matched Brian. I, I I was I was at a forty, but I just came up a point just because I'm I'm nice. You're feeling good, man. Oh, right. Had a good day. Uh, well, Brandon, those are the scores. What do you think? You got any questions for the boys? Or actually, I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to hit your recipe up, that'd be great. Yeah, I want to hear about your recipe and your process. Yeah, so it's a five gallon batch. Uh, it's a ninety minute boil. Um, I got twenty three pounds uh, marisotter. Six ounces uh, 120, six ounces Special B, and then four ounces chocolate milk. Wow. You know, it's a barley wine when you got 23 pounds of, uh, of malt for five gallons. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, was your, uh, what was your hop schedule? So I had a, an ounce of Warrior at 60, uh, an ounce and a half of Amarillo uh, at 30, and then another ounce at um, 20 of Amarillo. And I think that's kind of where you're getting maybe that citrusy note. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then mashed at 154 for 60 minutes. Um, <clears throat> answering, so fermentation was a uh, uh, huge starter, obviously. Um, I used uh, uh, Cal Ale. And then uh, uh, I, I think the first three days, 
maybe four days. I kept it at right around like 68, and then I just let it free rise. What was um, your original gravity? Did you say, and I managed to, to not hear you? It could um, OG was uh, 1117. Jesus and, Christ. <laughs> uh, and then I, at, so I let, uh, usually all my big years, I do 30 days in Stanley. Um, yeah. So that sat, uh, I think um, going into the barrel was 1035, and then coming out of the barrel was 1030. Wow. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask if you lost a, you know, if it if it dropped down and dried out a little bit with the wood there. I would expect that. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um and what was and the whiskey? I know you were asking about the um, oh. uh, So, this came out of the barrel. We went into a 5-gallon uh journeyman's uh silver cross whiskey barrel. Uh hmm. and I I really like those uh just the 5-gallon size kind of uh, the problem is it's trying to get a lot of it, trying to get oak, you know, that spirit comes out. I mean, instantly. Um, yeah. and you, you want to keep it in there for the oak, but you, sometimes you got to pull back. Uh, I mean, maybe I could have added a little bit of a, a, a couple cubes or something, but yeah. 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 I think, I think if you, if you know, you've used, it sounds like you've used these barrels before the same kind of barrels and it's the same yeah. problem. So I think you could probably just, you know, add, you maybe do a quick uh, rinse to get rid of some of the whiskey, or like you said, just drop a handful of cubes in there and then fill on top of that. And that might right, work. Yeah. How, how long did you keep it in the barrel? Um, I, I believe it was in the barrel for just under three months. Three months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's, wow. that's a decent time for, for, for cubes. I mean, it'll, it'll work six months is better, but three months it's, it's definitely better than doing chips. So yeah, I would try that, man. Just uh, drop some, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how many, maybe an ounce. I don't know. It's hard to say because I think like the other guys have said, it's, it's harder to pick up the barrel character, but it is there. And the, the, the one thing you don't want to do is obviously overpower this on one end of the spectrum or the other. So right. uh, maybe half an ounce. Maybe and usually what's sorry, go ahead. I, I was I was glad to hear actually that you guys said that the whiskey character on it was actually kind of perfect because when this came out of the barrel, I mean it was oh, it's, hot. That was great. <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> don't get me wrong, it's still hot, but it is that good blend that we sort of talk about on the yeah. show of having beer blended with the whiskey. It's it's a beer first, but I think what your beer yeah. does really well, man, is it sort of the, the the ingredients you pick sort of sort of uh, pair nicely with the barrel and that whiskey. So it's harder yeah. to it, it rides that it blurs the line between is this a whiskey flavor or is this the barley wine flavor? And right, I think yes. and I yeah. think that's good while still being separate. If that makes if that makes the 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 the, the, the barrier between the two uh, tastes are blended a little bit. It's a little bit of a gray area. Um, and sometimes that can be very sharp line, and sometimes that line can just not even be there, and it's slam whiskey or slam oak or whatever. But this, you did a really, really good job in picking ingredients, whether you knew it or not, to match the whiskey flavors. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, where, where did you get? Where did you get the barrel? Was that from the distillery directly, or from your local homebrew shop? Because I've not heard of. We're in California, and we generally don't see like a journeyman's five five gallon whiskey barrel uh, out here. So Journeyman's Distillery is just over the border from Indiana and Michigan. Um, ah, okay. So I can I usually go up there to like uh, to a couple of the breweries like Transient and stuff like that. But 
I mean, it's nothing. It's it's about an hour drive. Um, okay. They have a bunch of us that brew. All you know, somebody's always going there, so it's kind of okay. like, hey, check and see if they got a barrel. You know. Okay. <laughs> and was it the first time that barrel had been used for beer aging? Uh, yes, actually, another barley wine went into it after this barley wine came out and the okay. idea was going to be hopefully that that one picked up a lot more wood this one picked up a lot more uh whiskey mm-hmm. uh, but it still it, it i don't know it didn't happen <laughs> you might have to add some wood and whiskey to that other one you know, right. soak some soak some chips and good whiskey and drop those yeah. in there cubes how, right. how long uh, never chips. cubes yeah not chips sorry uh how many how many Fight months you. or how long has it been out of the barrel though uh, it came out of the barrel June 3rd of last year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Like that year. So this it came out of the barrel like tomorrow last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is like 15 month good. old barley wine. Rad. Yeah. You know yeah I could tell had some age. Yeah. This beer never cleared. Uh, I mean, it just, it would not drop. And it's funny you said that cause I cracked this bottle open that I, you know, I had sitting downstairs. Um, and it is crystal clear oh it, it's so funny because you were saying that and i'm like i wish they would have had this bottle it, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that uh you know i have a better one home it's a, it's a shame you guys couldn't uh you know do that one but trust me this one is, is much better <laughs> and you guys didn't get half the stuff that i sent jp <laughs> oh what uh no shut you're not supposed to say <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Brandon, do you have anything else? Uh, if not, we'll let you go. Uh, I, do you have any um, anything that you think could make it better? I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love it. I do like it, and I would brew it again. Um, I, yeah, I, I, mean, think, maybe I think that what we were saying before is, and I, I, I defer to Jason. He's done a lot more uh, uh, with wood than I have. But uh, I maybe just uh, you know it's interesting the 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 popular wisdom on those little five gallon barrels is usually that because of the uh, high surface area to volume compared to a bigger barrel you're going to get more wood out of them Uh, and you didn't and is that if that's a consistent thing you guys experience in your club from barrels you get from this place I would echo what JP said and just kind of maybe every every couple of weeks have a taste see where it is, and then maybe, you know, toss in uh, a few cubes and come back in a couple of weeks and see what you think. Yeah, or consider blending, because, I mean, it's sitting now in my gut, um, and I haven't taken a <laughs> sip in a little bit, it is, it's hot. So as a consumer, and that's all we mm-hmm. can really go on, right? Uh, this, that's all I can really go on, like, would I pay for this? I, I think this beer is very good. But it'd be like, wow, that's that's it's it's very hot, and I think it might be limiting for me personally. But I'm a big baby, so what do I know? Um, so either either set some aside to blend back in to the the blend it to the to the barrel. If you know there's a, a lot of whiskey, and you're gonna maybe knock it with some oak, then maybe have some unbarreled barley wine to sort of tone it down a little bit. So it does to me, it does need a little bit of tone down on the whiskey, but. But that's picking nits, man. I mean, that's that was, uh, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you: is it is it the whiskey or the alcohol from the beer? That like, are you just belching up like whiskey belches now? And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the alcohol the and the part. beer seems pretty smooth. Yeah, I think so too. So well, I, 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 I think it's, it came out of the fermenter. When it came out of the fermenter, it was it was it was 
for what it was, it was pretty smooth. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, okay. if you're getting any astringent alcohol or, or nah, it's not even know, that fuel, it's coming off the barrel. No, it's not even. It's yeah. not even astringent. Isn't like a negative alcohol. It's just a lot of alcohol. Yeah, it's, it's a whiskey. It's not fusely, it is. Yeah. It is boozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's the whiskey. <laughs> I think what, yeah, I think what you're saying, Brandon, is right on. I think it's just pulling too much whiskey out. So you could, if you wanted to experiment, maybe do a hot rinse in that barrel first for like four minutes or two minutes just to, to get some of that surface whiskey off. Or the probably the better way to do it is to drop some oak in and then have a gallon or half a gallon left uh, unaged to um, blend back in to kind of take it down a little bit. And I think you're going to find a little bit more of a of, – of a, an area to play with in the flavors of this. Yeah. Cause I, I would like yeah, to but, see a little more beer show through, but again, that's, you know, you're talking a couple of points here or there. Yeah. Right. But plus blending is fun. Just get together, you know, uh, yeah. when you can with your friends and like do different blends, each of you do your own blend and figure out what works best. Make it a club project, you know? Yeah. Do some yeah. Fun with yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> cool. Well, very nice talking with you and thank you for sharing this. It's, it's uh, been a treat. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks, thank Brandon. All right, Brandon. Later, man. Bye. Later. Bye. Take care. Take care, you too. Yeah, man, that's the that's the the part about the show where it's like, here's this beer <laughs> that's very good. How can I make it better? And you're like, ah, I don't know how to feel about this. No, I think a lot of your feedback, JP, was was spot on for this beer, and I'm cool. glad you were able to taste it with us. Nice. Uh, it's definitely uh, right up there, like, you know, 40s. Uh, oh, for and sure. Needs, you know, to, to get to that outstanding, the 45, you know, just a little finesse. And, and, and I agree, probably pulling back that, that yeah. boost just a little bit. Man, I wish Maybe I a little more wood. I wish I enjoyed filling out BJCP score sheets and going to competitions and something like that because <laughs> I really like this show because you know you get to to sort of break stuff down like this. But I hate doing all the work for it. So uh, you know, Brian, as as our our area representative, I would really appreciate it if if I could get you know some points for this. Yeah, for this show. Could you imagine? I just moved up to like national rank of having done literally two competitions. <laughs> Well, you know, you joke, but in a sense, I mean, here we are doing essentially, uh, you know, four score sheets, maybe at a competition, you might expect to do eight. Yeah. You know, we're doing every couple of months. I mean, we're cranking through essentially a competition's worth of score sheets. And I'm not sure that you're, I mean, you joke, but I'm not sure you're wrong, man. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Well, look, I'm going to blame uh, Brian Cooper. Because he's the one who started talking about getting points for this show. So, well, he is the area rat, so he's <laughs> the only one to blame at this See, point. This is how no. this is how you infiltrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we've we've done enough of these. It's been six over six years. <laughs> That's true. Speaking of infiltration, That's twenty-something shows. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of infiltration, um, look, guys, it's getting hot. We all know what happens when uh, men especially get hot and I don't know how it is when women get hot because I'm not a woman I'm a man so I understand uh uh this is all a way to say the lawnmower 3.0 from our friends at manscaped.com you got to trim downstairs everybody it's it's warm you're going to start stinking it's uncomfortable you're sitting down more because you're at home usually you know if you're if you're anything like us where you're uh trapped at home 
and you're not necessarily walking up the stairs or going for walks or whatever. You're sort of like staying away from people. You're not being as active, right? There's a lot of swamp is basically what I'm saying. So what you got to do is clear the hedges. You got to trim the hedges. And this is the third generation Manscaped trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. So basically you won't bleed to death out of your scrotum. It's good stuff. Then tell me more, Jason. I don't want to bleed the death out of my sack. <laughs> well, you don't need. You don't actually really need to anymore. Uh, <laughs> the uh, premium battery will last up to ninety minutes. There's an LED light. So Brian Shar, for example, if you had nothing to do when your power went out, yeah, you still could manscape. I might say to myself, you know what? My balls are not as smooth and fresh as they were like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's like, look, I, I can't see, uh, I can't watch Rick and Morty right now. <laughs> I, I, I might as well just trim my, uh, my junk so you can, uh, you know, you can actually have something to do this time. Uh, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with something called Quiet Stroke technology, which uh, if you're married, you're, you're probably, uh, you know, used to uh, hearing that phrase, I'm sure. And then... Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, anyways, uh, uh, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with code BREWING at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping, 20% off and free shipping, BREWING, manscaped.com. That's all you got to remember, manscaped.com, code BREWING. Yeah. Save some blood, save your balls. You know, even if it weren't hot, if it were like the dead of winter, no, nobody wants like seventies ball ball afro. No, you know this is not the seventies. Men, ladies, don't like that. They're not interested in that shit. Just get rid of it. Trim that down. Yeah, it's not nineteen seventy five right now, guys. This is twenty twenty. That's true. Trim, trim that shit down. That's true. It should when you put on your speedo to go out to the pool. It shouldn't look like you've placed an inflatable pool on uh, overgrown grass. It just that's not how. It works. <laughs> Um, all right, I think we're out of here, gentlemen. I think that's it. We're done. Yeah, finito. It's been a show. Yeah, it's been a good time. Uh, I like the barley. That was good. Yeah. All right. I like both beers. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks uh, to Brian and Brandon for joining us and sending us beer. I appreciate it. If you want to get on this show, email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. And I will say, because we are quarantining and you know, and we're not in the studio, we haven't been in the studio for a couple of shows now, and I don't know when the next time we will be. Uh, if you want to get on the show, what we're doing is asking you, and I know it's it's a financial burden, it's annoying, uh, but to ship beers to two separate locations so the two Bryans can judge your beer. If you're okay with that, um, you know, that's great. If you want two feedbacks, maybe you want just one feedback. Well, then that's okay, too. You can send your beer to either Brian. But anyway, Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, Brian Cooper will respond to you and uh, get you sorted, and we can do either way. If you're not, like I said, if you're not willing to, to send two beers, or you're not able to, you don't care, don't give a shit. Uh, we'll still judge your beer, but only one, only one doctors of homebrew will be able to uh, to judge and comment. But we'll still grill you and uh, insult you. Yes, we, will, we, will. We, we will. We will judge you for not sending the two. Though. That's true. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 so yeah. it's Brian with an I. Brian with an I. Right That's right. Yeah. Oh, if, if you end up sending one beer, the other Brian will then write a score sheet on you personally. Yes. They will just yeah. whimper the whole time and cry because they don't have any beer. That's, That's right. And frankly, I'm not sure that any anybody listening to this show is all, it always wants to be getting a score sheet on themselves personally that begins with aroma and appearance, okay? <laughs> That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Absolutely true. 
All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Five Star, fivestarchemicals.com. We really appreciate your support. Um, anyway, excuse me. Thank you, everybody, and we will see you next time.